Ladies, gentlemen, and others, thank you for joining us again for episode 3 of Good Better Quest, titled Class Clowns or Nobody Died on the First Day of School. In Lesson 2, Tack teamed up with Durak, and Damakos and Siggy joined forces to brave the treacherous dungeons that serve as proving grounds for potential students of the Adventuring College of Faerun or Faeruniversity. In the end, the four were joined into one team, one team that chose one horrible name, Team Big Chungus. But what's in store for our heroes now that they've passed their entrance exam? Will they choose a better name? Will the last pastry come between them? And what's up with that magic door? Find out today on Good Better Quest. But as always, a start with a haiku. Ethical question. Can gnome tossing ever be justifiable? Thank you for listening to your next lesson of Good Better Quest. So, uh, welcome back to uh, Good Better Quest. My name is David Holman. I am your Fungin Master. <coughs> I'll never accept it. <laughs> <laughs> uh, with me... As always, is uh, Nicole Davis. Nicole, what what's your character's name again? My character's name is Tech. I'm a rogue changeling. Alan, uh, Alan Day. Hello, I'm Alan Day. Who are you playing? Damakos Carrion, the Tiefling Warlock. Nolan Lacey. I am playing Siggy Widgets, the Gnome Cleric. Gnome Cleric. That other just pattern. a gnome. Blue <laughs> Tinkers. And Doug Holly. And I will be playing Durak Ironhide, a barbarian half-orc. All right, so uh, last time we were playing, you guys all passed orientation uh, or the entrance exam or whatever thing I called it. I think I called it like three different fucking things because consistency was that. Uh, so you were accepted into the Adventuring College of Faerun, a.k.a. Faerun University, and you guys chose a team name that was uh, not for good. your team that was awful. It, <laughs> it was Team Big Chungus. Team Big Chungus has rested for the night, and uh, you awaken after a night of sleep to the toll of the school bell. I, I want you guys to tell me what your dorm room looks like. Like, each of you has your own little corner to yourselves. So, like, what, what do you think that corner kind of looks like? Nolan, what, what does Siggy's little area look like? Siggy's is very, very bright. Uh, I'm thinking, like, she's painted the whole thing yellow, and she's put up posters for, like, the Beatles, and, like, she's got, like, band posters, and she's got, like, some incense and shit. She's got a couple of decorative throws because you're in your new dorm. You gotta have some decorative throws. And um, huge, humongous, especially for her. It's probably, like, a normal size, but, like, humongous beanbag chair. Humongous beanbag. Like one of those sumo beanbag chairs? Oh, yeah. Like, she jumps in it and disappears. <laughs> All right, Doug, what uh, what does Durax side look like? How long have we lived in these dorm rooms? I, not too long, but like, imagine, I hate to be contrived, but imagine Hogwarts rules. You uh, you get there, and it's not everything you could ever want, but it's it's about like the lodgings you would expect at home. No, sure, sure, sure. No, no, the reason I ask is because um, no matter how long, no matter how long we've been here, it looks like Durek has been here a lot longer. Oh, okay. <laughs> uh, one night. Yeah, there's a, there's a, there's a bedroll, 
and uh, no pillow. There is uh, just a sort of look of lived in. Uh, he has uh, already a few uh, feather uh, totem sort of things on the wall. Uh, imagine a dream catcher or some such like that, but a little, a little more badass than a dream catcher, right? A couple of animal skins, that sort of thing, and then, but prominently on the wall is, uh, is his is his ginormous axe. Which imagine a fire axe, but like obnoxiously large. <laughs> So like just a plain, simple, simple stick with a big ass steel uh, axe head, big broad blade on one end, spiky bit on the other for piercing through doors, and you know, as big as your leg. You, so you know those those squeaky hammers you can get? Yes. Kind of like that? Kind of like that, but like deadly, yeah. <laughs> yeah, man, that's what's up. I mean, it'll make a, a squeak depending on where you hit a guy, yeah. Uh, <laughs> Alan, what does is, what is Damakos' side look like? Probably pretty plain, is my guess. He's already just kind of taken his clothes and just kind of dumped them out. You got a floor <laughs> drove? Yeah, immediately kicked his shoes off. One of them didn't come all the way off, but he still just laid on the bed. <laughs> and like, it just kind of looks like he just kind of walked in and was like, all right, here we are. <laughs> Angsty teenager. Yeah, no, no personality to it yet. Just a messy teen room. And, uh, Nicole, what does tax side look like? Alright, uh, first off, I would like to introduce two bands to this, to this universe. Uh, okay. she's a fan of the Novemberists. <laughs> and, uh, plus the bear. <laughs> and Novemberists, and, and who? Plus the bear. Plus the, plus the bear. bear. Yeah, plus the bear. Big fan of those. She's got their, uh, posters up on those walls, too. I uh, see her having a lot of pillows kind of laying around. Uh, she's got a chest where she keeps her clothes, but sort of like Demikos, not the neatest person ever, so they're kind of strewn around. She's got her loot in the corner. Also, like, because she does plays, so she's got some journals and books and maybe some play stuff, like, over on the corner. She, uh, she probably has a desk, I guess, that she keeps that stuff on. It's not a very neat desk, though. It's probably pretty dirty, I imagine, like, plates and stuff just kind of piled up, because she probably has one of those hot plate stuff that she uses that she keeps and so she eat everything in the dorm. Yeah, definitely not allowed in the dorm, but whatever, cool, yeah. Yeah, I, don't, I, didn't, go to, <laughs> I didn't go to college like that. <laughs> I lived on my own. When Tax says loot in the corner, does she mean like loot in the corner? Like it's, she's going to play yeah, it? Or loot, loot like, like the, the shit she's taking? The from instrument people. loot. Uh, oh, laying oh okay. Yes. See, I thought you meant like all the stuff she's taken from people. Yeah. No, no, no. Like uh, growing up with high elf parents, she needed to take some music lessons. And, that's mm. and she didn't want to do a balalaika or something? Look, she picked what she picked. <laughs> <laughs> Uh, so you guys are, are waking up. The day is is beginning, and uh, there is a frantic knock coming at the door. Just just a nonstop. Just <laughs> who's who's door? Are we all in the same room? Yeah. Oh, it's like you, oh, your I room is like divided sure. Siggy, into four corners. Siggy goes for the door. Okay. Uh, you open the door, and on the other side of the door is a floating blue pixie. She says, I'm sorry. I'm sorry. Like, she's out of breath. She's holding a, a piece of paper that is about as big as her. <laughs> she says, I'm sorry, but after entering your name into our system last night, 
We discovered your name, your team name was registered with another adventuring party. What's your second choice? Anyone but the gnome. <laughs> <laughs> she says, all right, anyone but the gnome, I'll no, let no, them no, know. No, 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 don't it's let like, the gnome pick. <laughs> so, like, Siggy, Siggy turns to the room crestfallen. Just, yeah. I mean, she didn't even want the name, but the fact that she can't have it is enough for her to be sad. You know what you did, Siggy. Yeah. 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 So, yeah, we, we, we need a different team name because somehow, some way, there is another adventuring party called Big <laughs> Chungus. I'm not making this up. So, what name do y'all want to go with? Durag has been sitting crisscross applesauce in a corner. Looks up and kind of cocks his head a little bit. And he says, um, maybe we should see who lives through this semester before we tell, start calling ourselves anything. I mean, we want to wait a whole semester till we give a name. Can we give like a temporary name and then like rename it at the end of the semester? The pixie kind of looks at you guys and says it's, it's highly irregular, but I don't see why not. Certainly if one of you dies... There will definitely be uh, a name change form sent to you. You will also all get A's for that semester, just a side note. Oh, uh, tack eyes Siggy a little bit. (laughs) (laughs) Siggy goes, what about Siggy's dungeon diving team? Tack is not having that. Like, Siggy's wanting that to be, like, the first thing. So, uh, uh, how about Tack's tactical dungeon diving team? (laughs) Siggy stands on her tiptoes just a little bit. Straightens her back. When's the next time we might die? Something to behold her. Because <laughs> uh, asking the fairy. The fairy just said something about somebody dies. Yeah, she uh, she says, well, I mean, there's all sorts of things that, that could happen. You know, you could choke on food. You could fall down a stairwell. Um, but most students that die typically do it out on their... Uh, semester exam when they take on a task from the quest board to use the skills they've learned. A little cinematic theater of the mind portion, while she's describing the different ways to die, you see Damakos like trying to snap his fingers and make fire, and then all of a sudden <laughs> his whole arm lights on fire, and he puts it out quickly, yeah, and then she just kind of goes she's back like, to doing whatever. She's, she's like, yeah, maybe whatever it is, don't worry about him. Maybe, <laughs> maybe don't take him into account. Maybe the Damaco sucks at this squad. <laughs> I I'll do whatever you guys whatever you guys decide. Just I mean, can it be just a temp name, and we just we, we without someone dying, we can fix it. Maybe. What uh? What do you want? Tack sighs defeatedly with her lack of creativity and looks at Siggy. Says, what "Don't mess this up again." What about? The traveling medicine show of pain. <laughs> the traveling what? Medicine the show of pain. Medicine show of pain. I'm down. The pixie, pixie pulls out a tiny quill and starts writing it, and kind of looks around like. It's a terrible yeah. idea, guys. Don't let Dora get away with it. <laughs> <laughs> I'm in support of it completely. Max <laughs> just happy it wasn't Siggy's idea. I'm putting my shoes back on. Siggy, I think Siggy tries to, to pop up one more time, and uh, she says, uh, Faerun University is fighting for. Uh, and the room goes silent. <laughs> I was about to ask, what? It, it I, makes us think of 
things from other universes that might be awful. <laughs> yeah. What about what about NASCAR? That word just came to me. <laughs> NASCAR. Team Tech NASCAR. turns to her left and says, <laughs> I love it. <laughs> All right. Uh, so we're going to be Team NASCAR? <laughs> Team NASCAR. Team NASCAR. She uh, she writes it down. Can we do that? Can we be Team NASCAR with a K? Yeah. I, I was about to say, like, there's definitely going to be some funny spelling to it, but absolutely we can be Team NASCAR. Are people going to see it and think it's like Nazgul and, like, pronounce it wrong? Like, Team Nazcar. What is Team Nazcar? Team, team N apostrophe A... S-S-K-U-A-R. <laughs> NASCAR. NASCAR. No. A-E-R. In apostrophe A-S-S-K-A-E-R. Team NASCAR. <laughs> I like it. Done. It's done. It's it's all of your all of your patches that previously said Team Big Chungus changed to Team NASCAR. If we're if we're changing our name, can we also have like maybe a, a multicolor logo? Maybe with some lines? Perhaps <laughs> blue, yellow, white with some red. As long as my patch has the number eighty-eight on it, I don't care. <laughs> <laughs> uh that happens. <laughs> blue, yellow, white, and red. I have no idea if that's the right NASCAR colors. I just guessed. I uh, For you guys, it is. <laughs> Blue, yellow, white, and red. Cool. All right. So, Team NASCAR is made. The pixie leaves almost as quickly as she arrived. The, the bell tolls you received on your class schedules. Uh, a little notification that, you know, at, at eighth bell... Uh, breakfast. Breakfast is served in the Great Hall, so you have the option to go there. Do y'all want to get breakfast? Durex on his way. I'm on my way. Is everybody going to breakfast? Yeah. I probably sleep in, realistically. Okay, cool. <laughs> Tech, Tech stays in bed. I mean, if when does breakfast end? Like, how long is breakfast? Breakfast, breakfast lasts about an hour and a half. She'll probably be there for, like, a last half hour, realistically. Cool, cool. Out, out of character, it. by the way? That's Nicole in real life. At conference for work, she always shows up the last five minutes of an hour and a half long breakfast, and then we start the day. There's still pastries. Yeah. <laughs> All right, so you guys get there. Uh, you see a lot of the same you know, people that you saw before. Oh, there's the half-orc with the long orange braid and the loot. Uh, there's those four brothers, just four brothers. There's Flynn Pant Raid, who you met in the maze. There's with him is his teammate Billiam Bozarath, you remember? There's just people hanging out there eating. Some of them are comparing class schedules. Each of you has three classes, uh, one of which you share. Um, some of you may have some of the same classes and some may oh, not. Oh yeah, there we go. Durak has, everyone has Dungeoneering 101 first class. Durak has Monster Biology and Laws of Nature. Siggy has Artificing and Ar Advanced Arcana. Uh, Tack has Intro Conduit? Which, what is that? 
I actually need to see what the full thing I wrote was again. Uh, but Intro Conduit and uh, Music of the Realms, because what? why did you take Music of the Realms again, Nicole? I loved it. <laughs> oh, well, I mean, it just seemed kind of like an easy class. Yeah. Was, uh, I mean, I've also played loot for a really long time, so, I mean, that should help out. I remember texting you, like, why would Tack do this? And you're like, seems like a good blow-off class. Uh, <laughs> and then... Uh, Damakos is uh, also taking Monster Biology and Advanced Arcana. Is there anything in particular y'all want to do? There's there's all sorts of nice foods here. There's bacon, there's fish, fish a la king, chicken a la king, turkey a la king, and Fruit Loops. Yeah, I, I gotta say, I think uh, I think Durak has a, a, a plate that is tidally stacked, uh, one half bacon, one half with uh, with fishes. And also, though, as he's walking back to the, to the table, he's balancing what had been a punch bowl that he found under a table, and it is now filled with the Fruit Loops. And uh, he's sort of shuffling back to the table with a plate full of fish and bacon and a big bowl of Fruit Loops. Hell yeah. Luckily, this is all conjured food. For a minute, people are kind of pissed at Durak. They're like, son of a bitch, he took all the Fruit Loops. All of them. And then there's one There's one cook in the back. He took my nice punch bowl. <laughs> I think uh, that was, Siggy is going to come in. That was a gift for my wedding. Siggy's going to come in and she's going to get like toast and bacon. And then she's going to get like the biggest mug of coffee. Hell yeah. Like much too big for a gnome. But she's still like, she's one of those people. She starts drinking it and like she wakes up and she's a little bit better. But then like she drinks too much and she's like getting jittery and ready for the day and like you can really start to see that people don't like her in the morning yes she's just like all right guys let's go to class it's gonna be a lot of fun we're gonna have a lot of fun in class today i really love class i'm so glad we're going to class it's gonna be a lot of fun <laughs> i'm not gonna keep that voice up but that's that's just how she's acting right now she's i need jittery. to ask is a tack here yet like what time frame are we in I'm just trying to figure out when i show up yeah, tech, tech comes in with 30 minutes left. Um, the, mu- the the food is conjured, but at some point, you know, when the meal cutoff stops, uh, it stops being conjured, and then it's just whatever's left you grab. That's kind of where you're at. Um, okay, cool. There's still pastries. <laughs> oh, yeah. Then I just, you know, grab a couple pastries. Uh, are there any of the cinnamon kind of ones? Because I feel like... <laughs> That would be a good call. Yes, there is one left. Uh, that is mine. Right there to grab it also is Flynn Pantraid, who uh, who looks at you and says, oh, "Hey, yeah, you wanna you you wanna split it?" Are there any other ones on there that look appealing at all? No, that's that's the last one. It's the last one overall, or is it the last cinnamon one? It's the last cinnamon one. There are other pastries. Are you going to go for... Are you avoiding confrontation with an actually very nice person? I am. Okay. <laughs> like, you're not even you're not even saying anything to him? Like, he's... He, he like, kind of shrugs? Oh, no, no. Shrugs. We're going to split it. I'm getting some of this. But oh, okay. only if other things look good. Otherwise, I'm totally going to make up some allergies to try to make this be only mine. 
Oh yeah, no. There's 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 a few other pages. I think yeah. I think Siggy comes in the middle of both of them and grabs the cinnamon one and walks off <gasps> without saying anything. <laughs> <laughs> and just just immediately just what just in her mouth. <laughs> like like you guys like Flynn and fucking Tack are looking at each other like Flynn's like yeah man it's cool you want this and Tack is staring daggers for like just just a minute and in the middle of you guys. Neither one of you touching it. Yeah, no, you have just it. No, you have it. No, no, after well, like, you. Yeah. They're, they're looking eye to eye at each other, and I just, like, come in underneath, like, a little torpedo. Grab it. Like, just just oblivious it. to what's happening. Yeah, I can't... <laughs> I don't know what the tall folk do. I just want I just want a pastry before I leave. Oh, uh, Durak, Durak takes notice, because that, that was some squirrely shit right there, man. That was nice. <laughs> and and part of my... Uh, one of my flaws is, the, is don't expect me to save those who can't save themselves. It's nature's way that the strong survive. Uh, the strong thrive and the weak perish. So I feel like at this point he's oh. probably watching how these little conflicts play out and then just to see what his teammates are capable of. And that was pretty slick. Uh, I am definitely going to uh, politely excuse myself from this other young man whose name I've forgotten and I'm Siggy <laughs> that was mine <laughs> like it's like half in my mouth I'm just like huh spit it out <laughs> right now <laughs> yeah it's like I half chewed <laughs> you're taking the, I take the, it the masticated I have a point mound. to prove alright make a constitution save for me real quick oh is Siggy gonna like poison me with her no mouth that's an Did 18 you... Plus That's something. an 18. Okay. No, 18 on its own is good. You, uh... Man, this is gross. But, I mean, you're not... You're not grossed out enough to, uh... To spit it out. You... I imagine... You don't break eye contact while you're doing this. Not for you. a second. I think Siggy stands just looking in horror at what she's just watched Tack do. I think like, I just point... To signal to Siggy, walk away. Walk away. <laughs> she just she just turns and goes. Keep moving, small beans. <laughs> Somehow the fruit loops taste a little bit better. <laughs> <laughs> Alright. The bell rings again, and it is time for Dungeoneering 101. Oh yeah. Woot. So the Dungeoneering classroom is like an auditorium with uh rows of long desks that form a half circle facing the center of the room. And uh, it's, it's kind of like stadium seating almost, except not as big as a full stadium. The rest of the first year students uh, that you all met the day before are seated around the room as well. And it is officially time where class should start. And the teacher is nowhere to be seen. I take a seat furthest from where I think the teacher's going to be. Like, closest? Furthest from, so I guess at the top of the arch? Of yeah, the, like, so it's the, basically the back of the class. Yeah. Yeah. Siggy's in the front row. Yeah, like, of course. On on the aisle, so that she can get up and answer questions. Yes, yes, I feel of like Tack is just, I mean, she just recently woke up. Whatever door is closest, whatever chair is closest to the door, but not the front row, she's just going to plop down right there. Uh, she's also probably going to be having her coffee with her, whether or not that's permitted. Yeah, you you got like a, a cool, you got a cool travel mug that's got the Faerun University uh, logo on it. It's good for free refills at any uh, drink shop on campus. I'd like to also believe that I own a, a the equivalent of a hoodie that I am definitely going to pull down. <laughs> <laughs> 
a a I'm woolen travel cloak. That. Yeah. Yes, I have one of those now. <laughs> Durek is also standing near the door, um, casually eating a handful of dry fruit loops. <laughs> Is he, just is he John Wayne style, like back to the wall? I kind of, I kind of imagine him like flipping them into his mouth, like, like flipping them in the air. Uh, how is like he gonna? Bandage. I mean, come on, man. Yeah, yeah. exactly. <laughs> the teacher is still nowhere to be seen, and uh, the other, it's, it's been like ten minutes have passed, and the other students are kind of looking around. Front, the half orc bard kind of set looks around and says. You know, I hear if the teacher doesn't show up after 15 minutes, we can leave and we won't get in trouble. I, I've heard that once. I just want to clarify, this is Nolan, not Siggy. The yeah. orc's name is Front Back, right? Yeah, okay. Front Back. I just, I, I always forget that. When you say Front says something, it, it <laughs> floods back to me again and it's still just as funny to me. Yeah, Back spelled B-A-C-H. <laughs> <laughs> He's one of my favorite characters. But yeah, like he he says that, and uh, Billion Bazaraf kind of kind of looks at him and says, "If you want to waste your tuition that way, then fine." I feel like when he brings up the fifteen-minute rule, Tech kind of wakes up a little bit and starts shuffling through her papers. Like, is there any like official rule here, like in the syllabus, that dictates that this is true? Because she's not gonna break the rules and just walk out. But she's really excited about the idea of this being a thing. Yeah. You, you're, you're looking through the guidelines, you know, a little bit. While you're looking through this, Billiam actually looks around and he says, Wait a minute. Everyone in this class is a first year, yes? As you guys look around, you realize, like, the entire class is just first years. And he says, There's 20 people admitted yesterday. And there are 21 sitting in this room. And, uh, <laughs> and after a while, you look around and you actually see a student sitting in the, the very back of the class, like furthest from the door, just kind of tapping their fingers on the desk. And when Billiam says that, she, uh, she stands up and says, well noticed, Mr. Bazarath. And, uh, she waves her hand. And uh, whereas there was just like this generic looking background character is now a, a very noticeable, cool character. She is a, uh, a half drow. She is she has silver skin with white hair and a red streak uh, going through the hair. It's, it's uh, braided in the back and uh, she's wearing a a uh, long blue coat um, and uh, uh, kind of swashbuckler pants and boots. Um, and she goes down and she says, first lesson of Dungeoneering. Always observe your surroundings. She's walking down the stairs to the center of the room and says, in this class, we'll discover, uh, we'll discuss survival skills in dungeons, forests, ruins, Dungeon-like forest and ruin-like dungeons. Any questions before we get started? Siggy, Siggy raises her hand. Yes, Miss Widgets. Uh, she she uh, kind of looks around nervously, hoping that the first question isn't a dumb question because 
you know, she doesn't want to ask any dumb questions, but she looks at the teacher and she says, uh, will, will this give you the answer to a question that, uh, you know, potentially uh, God might have given you to answer so that you could uh, fulfill a spirit quest that somebody theoretically might have uh, sold their soul in a bargain for? She kind of looks at you while you say this and like the entire time she's nodding like, yes, yes, I'm following you. And she says, everything that came out of your mouth just now was crazy. Siggy <laughs> um, smiles and goes, thank you. And just, just <laughs> she, she was like, "I'll think about it." Um, <laughs> any any questions relating to dungeoneering? Yes. Yes, uh, 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 Damicos. How, how how am I supposed to dungeoneer when I can't even control the abilities that I have? Um, are you going to teach me that first, or what are we doing here? No, no. The the so dungeoneering is about learning to look for traps, learning to recognize certain sigils, learning uh, about the environment. You'll learn more about how to control your powers in uh, some of your magic courses. So this is map class. It's, it's not. It's it's not map classes. I can already read. <laughs> Not she kind of she kind of gets sad and says, "Okay, <laughs> on to class." She goes to the wall and pulls a lever, and out of the floor comes an emerald door, uh, an emerald door frame with a shimmering portal in the center. She then casts a spell. A long table appears with many things in labeled petri dishes and uh, stands. And she says, this is the green glass door. Some things can go through. She takes a blade of grass and blows it through the portal, and it floats delicately through. And the portal ripples like a pool of water. She says, other things cannot. And she takes a pine cone and chucks it at the portal, and it just bounces back. She says, your job is to find the secret to entering this door and deactivating the switch on the other side. On the table are clues on what can and can't go through the portal. Figure it out and find a way to the other side. Siggy stands up and immediately starts looking at the clues. All right. Can I throw Siggy? (laughs) Are you going to try and throw Siggy? Just asking if it would be an option. (laughs) You absolutely... Nicole, to quote the great Jerry Holkins, this is Dungeons and Dragons. You can do whatever you want to do. Tack is made aware that this is an option. Like, huh, I can throw Siggy through. But she's not going to do it yet. But if, for the record, if she gets frustrated with this shit, she is going to just throw Siggy and see if that works. Okay. For the podcast, by the way, I didn't, I should have said this. Some of the items on the table are a blade of grass, pine cone, a ball, a fork, a spoon, a bow and arrow, a toy gorilla, a toy lion, a book piece of parchment, a piece of charcoal, a quill, things like that. Silrune says that she she can actually conjure uh, those things. So we don't know which ones can go through and which ones can't go through? We know the grass can and the pine cone can't. She has put these things on the table as clues on what can and can't go through the portal. And the object of the puzzle is to activate the switch on the other side. If the pine cone could have gone through, she might have been able to hit it, hit the switch with the pine cone, but it couldn't. You know, you've got to find a way to hit that switch. So this 
barrier has risen up out of the floor, or how is this actually presented in the room? I'm bad at this. No, you're good. It's it's in the in the bottom of the the floor where the teaching space is, and and Professor Silrun and underneath has, it is that it. No, it it pops up in, in the middle of the teaching space. Okay, I understand. I'm tracking. I'm sorry. Yeah, yeah, yeah. It's just basically like a doorway in the middle of the room, and there's a button on the other side. Like you could easily just walk around it, but that the was puzzle my thing. Is, I was like, can't I just yeah. walk to the other side? Push you, like, man, you could even <laughs> say that, like. Yeah, <laughs> we can say, Tack tries to walk around it, and, and Professor Silverman's like, okay, no, I see what you're trying to do there. We're not actually thinking outside the box right now. Think inside the box. Think very in... It's a sealed shut box. Think in there. I think Damakos reaches up into his, uh, his hair and pulls out another piece of confetti from the other night and just kind of flicks it at the door. It goes through the portal like there's no problem. Con- confetti goes through door. Got it. Is there a minimum number of tries? Or a maximum number no. of tries? Like No. We fail it's... if we throw it all? <laughs> no, I just want to see how long it takes you to figure it out. Siggy picks up the ball and just line drives it at the portal. Just as, as hard as she can. It goes through and hits the switch on the other side. Can you give us any details about this ball? It's not spiky. It is a not spiked red ball. And uh, Professor Silrun walks over to you and says, did you really figure it out? Siggy goes, it was the next in line. (laughs) She says, all right, well, your dumb luck succeeded this time. Let's see if you can't help the rest of your team figure out why. I feel like Tack would try the quill just because it's probably the next closest thing to a piece of grass. It goes through. Durek uh, gets the uh, the toy gorilla and the toy lion and um, can't help himself, but he makes him fight a little bit. <laughs> <laughs> and then throws them both out of the door. The lion bounces off. Of course it does. The gorilla goes through. Can it pull the switch while it's in there? (laughs) (laughs) You know, you guys are doing this. You see a few other people trying to figure it out. Suddenly, Flynn Pantraid looks at it, and he just, like, his eyes light up behind his dark sunglasses. And he looks at Professor Stillroon, and he walks through the portal. And... He doesn't get bounced back. And Professor Tilrune nods her head, and he goes and he flips the switch, and more confetti comes out of that. The members of Flynn's team go over to Professor Tilrune and whisper what the uh, solution was, and she says, well done. You can leave early. I I feel like Tack would feel like, but I threw the right thing. It worked. Can I leave now? You gotta know why. They knew why. It doesn't matter why if I can solve it. This is like making me like show my work in math. Who cares? If I got the right answer, I got it. Okay. Okay. Tech looks really hopeful. <laughs> I'm prepared to roll for something. Oh my god, I know what it is! Sorry. Tech's Tech's face lights up, I guess. What what does Tech do? I'm I mean, I guess. Do I say it for everybody, or do I just whisper it to the teacher? You can whisper it to your team to figure it out, maybe. 
Okay, guys, so I think what it is, is all of the things that go through have two consonants in a row. So like grass has two S's, gorilla has two L's, confetti, two T's, quills, two L's. That has to be it. Flynn with two N's. Oh, yeah, spell Flint's name for me. It's with two N's. Bam! F-L-Y-N-N-P-A-N-T-R-A-I-D. So technically, I should be able to run through it if what you're saying is true. I'm not going to run, but I'll test your theory if you want. Siggy can, too. (laughs) Tack cannot. Tack should throw Siggy through the portal. (laughs) (laughs) Tack's eyes light up. I, that's why at the very beginning when you did this. <laughs> D- does Siggy believe me? Like, that this is the answer? That I got it? I think, I think Siggy doesn't because she doesn't not want to be the smartest. So she, she puts her hands on her hips akimbo and is like, well, if that's true, then prove it. And Tech says, okay, fine, I'll show you. And she picks up Siggy and throws her through the, the little green glass door. Fastball she special. bounces back so hard. No, this is bullshit. No, <laughs> I'm just fucking with she you. She shatters every bone. In <laughs> Guys, I never uh, solved she, the puzzles. I'm really excited. <laughs> she she winds up on the other side of the portal, and uh, Professor Silru nods, and she looks at the rest of you and says, "So," and. Uh, I guess. I imagine Siggy just says the answer for me. <laughs> yeah. I think she stands up and dusts herself off. She goes, you have to two consonants in word. <laughs> <laughs> Soren says, great job. Get the fuck out of here. <laughs> um, I-, I feel like I'd actually high five Siggy a little bit for letting, for getting me thrown. And also, cause I'm happy. Like Tack is happy that this happens. She's proud. She's willing to like accept, uh, confirmation that she did a good thing from anyone, even if it's from someone that she generally considers. For the record, she doesn't hate Siggy. Siggy's kind of a tryhard, and Tack's a little over that. So... When, uh, when Tack holds up her hand for the high five, Siggy, like, really doesn't want to give it to her, but like, who is she to turn down a high five? So she, like, <laughs> really just like, oh, whap! Yeah, it's, it's a high five of reasonable height. <laughs> it's like a medium five. Adequate five. <laughs> All right. So this is where classes split up. We're going to follow Durak and Damakos first into monster biology. So we are now in uh, uh, monster biology with Grindelwald Godborn. Professor Godborn's classroom is uh, reminiscent of a fighting ring. The wooden floor leads to a, a circular stone fighting platform in the center of the room. Professor Godborn looks at all of you from the ring. He's a bald dwarf with a red beard that reaches to his belt. He looks to all of you and says, Welcome to monster biology and combat. Here we will study the monsters and beasts you may run into in your career of adventuring. We will also study each other's movements in battle to see where improvements can be made. I have much to teach you this semester, but the first thing I need to know is how each of you fight. So please, pick a sparring partner and come up to the ring one at a time. Faces you recognize in the class are uh, Cedric Mayweather 
the surprisingly hairless, even on his feet, halfling monk. Groose strong-armed the dwarven male fighter. I don't know why I specified it like that. I wrote that down weird. Tara Leafwind, uh, the elven woman ranger. Billiam Bazarath, of course. And uh, Jim. Which one? The ranger. Ranger Jim. I think um, Durag is just going to walk out of the center of the ring and wait for somebody. All right. Damakos, you're there too. Let me... I, I will ask right now if Damakos would try to fight Durak. I mean, I don't know how to do anything. Like, okay. all I have is a quarterstaff that I was told to use to defend myself. Cool. cool, cool but haven't cool. you noticed that, like, if people hit you, like, shit happens to them? So when you have a certain degree of, like, I might be all right, because if he hits me... It's more of a fear. Oh, yeah. okay. Damakos... Okay. Damakos is scared of setting people on fire. Okay, so in that case, I have a D6 here. Doug, I'm going to roll a D6, and uh, that character will come out. Am I on the D6? Oh, fuck. Okay, no, you're not, but Professor Godborn was. Let's get it. (laughs) (laughs) Professor Godborn comes out like, he was already on the platform, and he says, uh, oh, uh, this is quite unorthodox, but if you insist, he reaches to the other side of the, uh, the fighting ring and gets a, uh, a couple axes, and he clanks them together and says, Come at me, scrub lord, I'm ripped. We're level one, right? Yep. Can I just attack? Roll initiative, dog. Right on, man. Let's do this shit. Nineteen. All right, uh, you beat him. Twenty-one, actually, because my yeah, but yeah. Yeah, he uh, he got an eighteen, so you beat him. All right, so he's he's walking around the the ring, like keeping you, you know, like directly in front of him the entire time. Yeah, my my first my first swing is gonna be just like a standard. I'm just gonna gonna take just a good a good little test swipe at him. Um, and, uh, for that, I'm going to roll a nine. A nine. All right. So you, uh, you try to hit him and he blocks it, parries it deftly with, uh, one of his axes. He's going to take a swing at you. Uh, <laughs> God damn. How's a 10 work for you, Doug? Oh, it's, it whiffs, man. Yeah. He, uh, so I, I, I think he tries to hit you and, and you dodge pretty well. He, he sees your your moves and he says, I see. Okay. Uh, it's your turn. Uh, I just rolled a uh, 17. That'll hit him. All right. So um, this is just a, this is a, a straight like over overhand straight up and down uh, vertical strike. All right. Roll, roll your damage. Yeah. Let's see what we do here. Oh, snap. Uh, Going to be 15, sir. All right, he, uh, wow, 15? Yes, sir. It's a 12. Oh, you rolled it's a, a D12. It's a D12 plus three, yeah. and I rolled a 12. Fuck, dog. All right, so uh, you strike him, you strike him hard uh, <laughs> with that fucking axe, and, and like, cut him across his chest uh, with it. Like, he, he tries to dodge, and you, you manage to get him across the chest a bit. And uh, he looks down and, like, classic tough guy movie thing touches it and looks at his blood and says, Well done. 
But your problem is that you fight recklessly, and he uh, has an understanding of how you fight now. No snap, okay. And he's going to have advantage. All right, all right. That's a 19. Oh, snap, that hits hard. Okay, and he is going to... I forgot to do this because he's got two axes. He's going to uh, attack with his other axe, mm -hmm. but I'm not going to give him advantage on that one. Okay. Okay, that is also a 19. Damn. All right, well, here we go. I'm going to die now. And on episode three, Durant <laughs> I mean, dies. I guess good thing we didn't get sold on a name. All right. <laughs> Be running. That's 16. And I'm dead. Okay. He, uh... He, what the fuck? He uh, uses one of his axes to trip you. Like he gets it under your leg and pulls, and you're you're kind of falling. And as you're falling, your head hits the the stone ring, and you you're kind of seeing birds for a second. And he uses the butt of his other axe uh, to just knock you out. Nice, uh, I respect that. Okay. Yeah, uh, he says I haven't had a student draw blood from me in quite a while. Uh, so, soon as we can get him healed up, I will. <laughs> I will congratulate him on this. <laughs> he uh, he picks up Durak. Uh, this this is Durak. You said a half orc. Yeah, he's a half orc. Yeah. Yeah. So he's he's still quite a large man for a dwarf uh, to pick up and put on his shoulder. But he right, right, right. he goes over and gently lays you on the ground and says. Okay, I'm not going to be doing that again. I'm pretty sure I'm going to get in trouble uh, if if he tells uh, the headmaster about this. So, uh, someone else picks students. Some of the students go up and fight. Jim goes against the silent monk, and uh, the silent monk wins. Damakos, you're in this class. Who you gonna fight? Who's left? And then when there's somebody named Tara, can I be like, I want to fight the chick? But you know. Wait, you said fight the chick? Yeah. Okay. Yeah. So so Tara, she she's very filthy looking. She's got dirt covered blonde hair, and she says, "All right," and climbs into the ring, and uh, she draws two scimitars. I haven't made it into the ring yet, correct? Right. Okay. On my way in. I get my horns caught and my tail caught, and I kind of gingerly roll in. <laughs> All right, <laughs> Professor Godport says, "Okay, that is uh, just just you probably already know this, but it's not good if things get caught like that. You may want to um, tie your horns back or." <laughs> <laughs> Wear, don't wear loose-fitting clothing to class either. <laughs> She's got her two t scimitars drawn, and you, you've got a quarterstaff? Quarterstaff. All right. Roll initiative. She got a 10 plus something. Plus two, so that's 12. I got a non-natural 20. Nice. All right, so you go first. She's uh, twirling her scimitars around in her hands. So I don't know much about what I can do. I remember some mention about just a little focus on the fingertips. Just hold your hand out and think really hard, right? I remember, yeah. uh, I remember old, what's his name? Blah, 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 blah. 
telling me about it. So, uh, he says he calls it Eldritch Blast. Okay, give me an attack roll. Also, I think you should you should play Uncle Bilal as, like, Carrie Ells from Liar Liar. <laughs> <laughs> hey, bud, how's it going? Here comes the claw. <laughs> like, like, I just came from a lower plane today, bud. How are you? That's, that's the visual. Like, that's what Damakos remembers. But that's not how he plays it. He tries to play it cool, like some of the people he's seen on uh, fantasy TV. Fantasy TV. This works out well. So a uh, natural one. Oh, God. Okay. Uh, go ahead and roll your damage for that Eldritch Blast real quick. What'd you get? Four. Four? Four. All right. You try to do Eldritch Blast... And as you're, you know, you've got your hand out and you can feel the tingling in your fingers for just a split second, you have the image of Belial, uh, who, who taught you this. And for a split second, you have uh, an image of him and your mom being intimate and it fucks with your head real bad for a second. And the Eldritch Blast just kind of in your hands. Yeah. And uh, you take two points of damage. Oh. Good to go. It's, it's not the first time. <laughs> <laughs> oh, God! All right. So, Tara, after seeing that, kind of raises an eyebrow and says, yeah, all right. And she rushes you to attack with her uh, scimitars. Going to attack with one for 20 not natural. And the other... Okay, cool. Uh, so the first one... That's going to be three damage. The second one, she swings a little too wide, and it slips out of her hand, lands right next to Durak's head. Which, actually, I just remembered and just read on my character sheet that I have Relentless Endurance, so technically, I still have one hit point. <laughs> Shit, that's right! But because but because I didn't think about it at the time, I dig it, we're all in fiction and whatnot, let's just say the, uh, the clatter of the knife uh, Durak, uh, yeah. it just hops onto his feet like that. Yeah, just, just this, this fucking scimitar stabbing into the ground next to you, just immediately you're like, <laughs> exactly. All right, back to uh, back to Damakos. We we've got two crit fails in a row. Two people crit the bed in this fight. I had I should have had a reaction to her uh, first hit. Oh yeah. So. Buckle up, bucko. Yeah, give me that uh that hellish rebuke. Yeah, that's. Oh hell you yeah! Gotta make a deck save, and it's two d ten. All right, what's uh what's the save? Cause she rolled a thirteen. Uh, it is a thirteen, so if it meets, it beats. Yeah, uh, but uh, does doesn't she take half yeah, damage? Yeah, she takes or something? half damage, so she takes seven. Seven. Okay. She she is on fire like she's she's got a little bit of, of fire on her and she pats it out and professor godborn this entire time is, is just looking and says this is very interesting and she uh is pissed she doesn't have her other scimitar so she's only gonna get one attack on you that is 17 oh yeah that's in oof that's an eight no that's a miss no no sorry eight oh damage, damage. <laughs> i was gonna be like what that's just barely a miss by the way my armor class is uh Terrible. So eight damage. Yeah. I'm on the floor. <laughs> All right. She uh, is is swings a little bit, and I think she catches you for a second. She hits you with the back of her blade, and uh, knocks you out. 
she actually is still just like crazy combat mode and she goes in to try and stab you and Professor Godborn says do not even think about it <laughs> and he gestures to the weapons that line the wall in this place he says those students that would use my teachings for evil do not do so for long he points to individuals he says a name Uno he points to another one and he says Tamus Binsdal and like just as he's naming these you start to realize these were former students names he says, I would hate to add Terra to the wall. And she sheaths her sword. Damn. And that's where we'll end. So how, how out am I on the floor? Like, am I out? Uh, you're, yeah, you're knocked out. But like, if, if somebody pulls you up, like if, if somebody uses a healing thing. Okay. Yeah, as um, as as like inconspicuously as a as a part as a as a large half orc can be bleeding everywhere as he is, um, he does go and grab his teammate by the collar and sort of drags his carcass across the floor. <laughs> yeah, gently, not like rude or nothing. It's, it's yeah, not no, a carcass; he's still alive. I know he's not dead, but you know what I mean. It's like, oh, I'm yeah. gonna get out of the way so this other person doesn't kill him. I don't, I don't, I don't know if I want to just go back. To a group of three. <laughs> <laughs> Not going to be NASCAR with just three people. <laughs> All right, y'all. Well, we will end there. I will see you next time. Uh, thank y'all for listening to Good Better Quest. I have been your Fungin Master. Mm-hmm. I forget what the thing is that we say at the end of the episodes. Uh, that'll do. Go fuck yourself, right. San Diego. <laughs> <laughs> That's it for Lesson 3. What's next for our heroes? Tune in next time, the same quest time, same quest channel, for Good Better Quest. Good Better Quest is a Final Plank Media production. Our Dungeon Master is David Hallman. The players of Team Chungus are Nicole Davis, Alan Day, Doug Hawley, and Nolan Lacey. Edited by Nolan Lacey. Intro music, A Prelude of Space, by My Instant Lunch. Background music by Kevin McLeod, Raphael Crux, and Alexander Nakarada. As always, thank you for listening.